Hi there. Today you're listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Join me as I share some practical applications of the fruit of the Spirit. Here is where you can learn tools to cultivate things like love when you find your son sitting in paint, joy while cleaning up the paint, and peace in more areas besides just hiding in the bathroom. Yes, it is possible to love God, love others, and enjoy it. Hi there, welcome to episode 12 called Faithfulness and How Not to Climb a Mountain. Today, we're going to be talking about a story that I have used in my mind over and over again to help me feel faithfulness real in my life on a regular basis. And really, it's all around this idea of focusing on what's going well. And so in order to illustrate this in a really practical way, I want to talk to you about mountain climbing. You know, when I lived in New Hampshire, and we had a number of young children, our front yard actually was this really tall mountain called Mount Monadnock. And it was, it's a very popular mountain. It's climbed quite frequently. And our family would at least about once a year, at least make a trek up the mountain. Now, I don't know if you've ever done any hiking with toddlers before, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, This mountain is something that Friends of ours who are in really good shape would climb it and it would take them about 45 minutes to go up and down really fast. But for our family to actually climb the mountain, it was an all day affair. So we would get the the Ergo baby carrier and strap the baby on and I would strap the baby on my back. And Brandon, it wouldn't be unusual for him to have a toddler backpack that he would strap on and carry the next kid that's a little bit older. And then whoever could walk would walk along and we would pack a lunch. We would take three hours to hike up the mountain with lots of breaks and lots of time for looking at caterpillars and leaves and interesting sticks. And then when we get to the top of the mountain, we would eat lunch and then hike back down. And the hike back down would take about three hours as well. So all total, this would be a seven hour journey up the mountain, eat some lunch, come back down. And I tell you, there's nothing like how well those babies sleep after you have had them climb mountains for seven hours. (laughs) Um, But There's a piece of mountain climbing that I noticed that sometimes I would miss. And that is as a mom, or if you're going really fast up and down, which as a mom, seven hours with toddlers can feel like you're going really fast, right? (laughs) So if you're really running up the mountain very quickly, or you're having to focus on little people all around you, What is your focus on in those moments? Well, I could tell you what I would focus on. I'm focusing on don't climb up there. That's not safe. Make sure that you step over this route because I don't want you to trip. Watch out for that rock in the way. 
I need you to put your hand here so that you can climb up this section very carefully. Let's walk around this mud slick so that you don't slip and fall. And really, the process of climbing ends up being all about your feet, right? You're focused on your feet and whether or not you're putting them in a place that's really going to support you as you go, as you continue up the mountain. This is not really a problem if your main goal is to keep everybody from getting hurt. In fact, it's really important. We want our little kids to be successful. And so paying attention to what they're stepping on or what they're about to trip over and paying attention to our own feet so that we don't trip and fall is a critical piece to being successful at getting up the mountain. And the faster you're going or the more feet you have to pay attention to, the more it's required that you pay attention to where your feet are going, where their feet are going, whether or not what's happening is safe. And it makes perfect sense. It's actually a gift that we are able to give to our family to be aware of the things around us and make sure that everyone is being adequately taken care of. But if you're actually wanting to enjoy the journey, if you're actually wanting to have a good time and enjoy the process of getting up the mountain or being at the top of the mountain or getting back down the mountain, if you're really wanting to take it in and let it be an activity that really soothes your soul, then it requires paying attention to something besides your feet sometimes. <laughs> it requires looking up and looking around at your surroundings and looking out at the view and seeing how amazing and beautiful it is around you. And isn't this a little bit the way that we do life? I want you to think about how much of your life is similar to paying attention to where your feet are or paying attention to where your little people are putting their feet and whether and whether or not they're going to trip and whether or not they're going to fall. How much of your everyday life really is just all about keeping people safe, making sure that they're not going to get hurt, making sure that they're making good choices, making sure that you're making good choices, putting your feet in places where you're not going to fall. And then ask yourself, when is the last time that you really took a minute to actually enjoy the journey that you're on, to enjoy the progress that you've made and to see how you actually are exhibiting the, this gift of faithfulness and consistency in your everyday life. This is a really important part of enjoying the journey that God has put put us on. And so, yes, it is a privilege and a great responsibility to watch out for the people around us and make wise choices. But it's also an important component for us to turn around and notice what is going well. In Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know, I think the encouragement to have a positive outlook is really good, but 
I think there's more to it than that, that when we focus on what's excellent, what's going well, what is lovely and commendable, it actually helps us get inspired and it helps motivate us towards continuing on the journey to keep going, to, to move forward. It helps us get our mind off of how hard it is or what just happened that didn't go well. And it gives us courage on this journey that God's placed us on. And, you know, if you want a great example of somebody else doing this in the Bible, you can check out Psalm 103, where where we have a great example of just a long list of ways that God has helped things go well in the history of the Israelites and how he helped them cross the Red Sea and how he did all kinds of other miracles for them. It's It's a reminder that things are in fact going well. You know, recently I had kind of a rough day with just, I actually tried to record this podcast and I had a glitch on my computer and it really didn't go well. I had to scrap the whole thing. I took my son to class and found out that it was canceled. I um, was working on a different project and didn't have the supplies that I needed and discovered that I had to go to the store and get them. I um, I went to donate some things to Goodwill and found out that the Goodwill I was going to was closed and I couldn't donate them there. And I think that sometimes isn't that the way our days go? We look at them and we think, oh my goodness, this is so hard. I'm trying so hard to do the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And every time I turn around, something is getting in the way. In reality, our focus just ends up shifting to what's not working. It's not necessarily that everything is bad. We just had a couple of things go in a way that we didn't expect. And as a result, we start collecting all of the things that didn't go well, and that becomes our focus. And so then our our whole perspective starts to to look for the other things that aren't going well. We like create a collection of them, so to speak. But when we have the opportunity to, in spite of something not going the way that we expected, when we when we take the opportunity to focus on what is actually going well, then we can find a collection of those things, the collection of what is commendable and lovely and excellent those things are just as available as the ones that aren't going well. It just matters what we're trying to find, what we're looking for. And so that day that the podcast didn't work and I took my son to school unnecessarily and all of those things, there were plenty of things that did go well. There were plenty of pieces of my business that did happen. I was made aware of a problem that I wa- that I didn't know before and I could go back and work on that problem and make sure that it wasn't an issue for later. I was able to find a goodwill that I didn't know was nearby that was actually more on the way to where I was headed than the one I had tried to use before. I didn't have the ingredients to dinner, but 
as a result of needing to go to the store, I had been procrastinating going to the store anyway, and it gave me a good opportunity to go ahead and get all the groceries for the week in that one trip. And so while it wasn't what I was planning on, it really did end up being a a good thing for me to do that day. So do you see how I can look at what's not working or I can look at what's going well? I can I can decide that I'm going to climb the mountain only focused on my feet and how there's all these things to trip over or I can take just a couple of seconds every once in a while and look up at the surroundings and see how amazing it is all around me. Now to further illustrate this particular point, I want to give you a couple of other examples because I know when we're in the throes of feeling frustrated and discouraged, it can be kind of hard to see. How do I turn this around? How do I take a frustrating situation that feels like I really am tripping all over everything and I really can only pay attention to the kids not dying today? How do I take that and turn it around to noticing something going well and that, and this is really exciting all of a sudden? Well, I'll give you a few examples from my life, okay? So the first one that I'm going to give you is all about anxiety and what's not working that we don't really feel like we have a lot of control over or we're trying to have control over it and it just seems elusive. This would be the equivalent to seeing one of your kids on like hiking up a mountain and they're like over near a dangerous spot and you know that there's not really any way to get to them fast enough to if they decided to just leap off into thin air that there would be no way for you to get over there in time to really catch them right and so all of a sudden this anxiety comes up and you're like how do I actually how do I get them back over here how do I persuade them and there's this feeling of a loss of control right We think that we have some persuasive words, but in the end, that kid really has to decide for themselves not to do something really stupid and leap off into oblivion. And so there's this anxiety that comes up because we don't, we feel out of control. We feel like there's some aspects of what's going on that we can't really grab a hold of and make it happen the way we want it to. And so anxiety in those situations is a real thing. I'll give you an example. A real practical example is um, my, my son in going to his first college classes. So he's going to his first college classes. A lot of the material, certainly a lot of the material is new. A lot of the logistics are new and like how to submit work online and how to how to manage the time wisely, how to be self-motivated so that you really do a significant amount of work at a pace so that you don't end up with too much to do at the end. And so this process is something that he's really learning on his own right now. But if you've ever been in this place as a parent, and I'm sure that you have, whether it's a child in college or it's even a 
a, a school option that, you know, maybe you've got a younger child, but they're, they have a tutor or they, something that they have to actually own the responsibility for as a parent, that can be very worrying sometimes. You can want so bad for them to do it well. You can see that if they choose to do it a certain way, that it's going to make it harder for them. That if they don't really take seriously the putting in the time ahead of time, if they don't really take seriously doing a little bit of work along the way, if they procrastinate, that they're going to get to a situation where you can't actually help them be successful. If they don't ask for help in time, those kinds of things can create a lot of anxiety. And so how do we in that moment decide that we're going to look at what's going well instead? What's an easy way to switch that from this isn't working? I don't know how this is going to be okay. How do we switch that to what is going well? Well, let me encourage you that it's a great opportunity to really tap into what it means to fully trust God and have faith for Him to be at work and that it's not up to us, that it's not our job to maintain all of that control. Really, our job is to release it and surrender to Him and believe that He is on the job. He is working in that child's life. He's really taking care of them and paying attention and we can trust him that we do the best we can and then he he is capable of taking care of them and really trusting and so what would be going well in that moment well what's going well is i am trusting god for this situation i'm trusting god to take care of my son in in college to teach him the lessons that he needs to learn in a timely manner, whatever that needs to look like, whatever that needs to look like, whether it be, okay, so we're going to learn a hard lesson in this, and then we're not going to pass this class, or, okay, he's, he's learning this lesson, and even though it's difficult, God's working on him, and he's going to show him the benefits of good time management and good study skills. Just like, to some degree, as we see a kid that is out of our reach and is about to step off of something, or we're afraid they're going to step off of something really scary on that mountainside, there's a level of, I must trust God to protect them right now, that we don't really have a lot of other choice other than worry, which doesn't do a lot of good, or believing God can take care of them in that moment. And so that can be a way that we look at what's going well. Well, what's going well is I'm putting my trust and faith in God. And that gives me courage to surrender the whole situation to him and believe that he is faithful and can take care of it. So that's how we show up. That's how we show faithfulness. And then God also is showing faithfulness at the same time. Another great example from my own life is making financial choices. I think it would be obvious that all of us have had times where we've had to make difficult financial decisions in our life, right? Recently, a sort of silly one for us was my daughters and I decided that we were going to go look at 
tablecloths because we wanted a new festive fall tablecloth. Actually, the the girls were really, uh, they had labeled the tablecloth that we currently had on the table as too springy. It's autumn now. And so they really wanted to find something that was more indicative of the current season. And so I looked at our budget and I thought, okay, well, I think we could probably spend about $10 on this particular purchase. And we go to the store, we look around, and there are no tablecloths at any of the stores that we went to that we liked that only cost $10. And so what happened was we ended up walking walking out of the store. We're, we're not going to buy a tablecloth. And the girls were disappointed. And I was, you know, there, there's the temptation to tell them, well, we don't have money for a tablecloth. But doesn't that really infer that there's a lack? Like that, that money, the money that we have is scarce, that we can't afford it, that we don't have what we need to be able to buy what we want. That would be focusing on what's not working and what we're tripping over and how things are not going as well as we think. But if we want to look at what's going well, a great way to turn around that particular situation is to realize that the thing that's going well is we're having self-control and maintaining the budget that we agreed to. I can get excited about the fact that I'm being honoring to my husband in our budget in that moment, that, that really what's going well is we agreed to, we agreed to something and I'm sticking to it. The other thing that's going well is self-control, which is challenging at times. And I can get excited about not only am I having self-control, that's going well, but also demonstrating and being a good example of self-control to my children is going well. And then turning around and explaining to them, not that we can't afford a tablecloth or we can't have what we want, but rather, no, we can have what we want. It's just that what we're choosing right now is a weed eater. <laughs> and what we what we chose to purchase with that money is a weed eater. And we can get excited about the fact that that's the purchase that we made, that we wanted more than a tablecloth. And so we do actually have what we most wanted, which is the ability to cut down the jungle in the backyard. <laughs> and we chose that over some other things that weren't as important to us. And I think all of us, if we were really honest about our budgets, that we would see, no, we do have what we want when we when we look at it in relationship to priorities, don't we? We say, no, what we want most is we want most to be able to keep the lights on. We want most for the car to be working. We were setting aside buying ice cream because what we wanted most is to be able to register the vehicles and pay the insurance to be able to drive to all of the different activities that we're going to. You know, there's different ways that we prioritize and we are getting what we want. And so what's going well is prioritizing, self-control, creating agreements and sticking to them. 
being honoring to one another, all of those things are going well. And we can get excited about that being a place that we're at, that we're looking out and seeing the progress that we've made and the beauty around us. What a great lesson and example of what's going well that we have the opportunity to share with our children. And so really taking that chance to talk to my daughters about that was just a piece of gold. And I even actually did have to go back and say, you know what, I said that we couldn't get what we wanted or we couldn't afford it. And that's not really true. What's really true is that we have the abundance of Jesus. What's going well is that our needs are being provided for, that he is really taking care of us every single day. And we have everything that we need. And what's also going well is that we are prioritizing what we want. What we want most, we are getting. And so while a tablecloth sounds like fun, we can be really honest right now and say that that's just not the top priority right now. And it's okay to let it go because that's not what we need the most, what we even want the most. So those are a couple of examples of how to turn around what feels like it's not working, what feels worrisome, how it seems to be problems that you're stepping over. But really, there are aspects even in those very situations that are going well, where you are choosing faithfulness, where you are choosing consistency, where we're examples of the faithfulness and consistency of God to other people in our lives. So the question at the end, as is often, is what one next step are you taking today? Maybe the next step that is for you today is to stop and really look around at your surroundings and how far you've climbed in your journey and how beautiful it is around you. Where can you see progress that's been made? Where can you see areas that are working? Where are you trusting God? Where are your kids excelling? What obstacles have you overcome in the last three months or in the last year? What success have you had in schooling? Where have you gone on adventures recently? What difficult financial choices have you made? What needs has God met lately? What random things have you taken for granted? How can you celebrate what is going well, not only just for your own motivation and encouragement, but also as an example for your kids that celebrating what is worthy of praise, what is commendable, what is excellent. Let's think about those things today. Thanks for chiming in. If you're loving this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe, share it with your friends. And as usual, come check me out at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. You can get access to the other episodes as well as read the show notes and leave a comment. Let me know how you're liking it. I look forward to talking with you next week. Take care. You've been listening to Fruit Pursuit with Mary Aldrich, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. To hear more great ways of growing your mindset in the fruit of the Spirit, please subscribe. You can listen to other episodes and find additional resources at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. To learn more about Mary Aldrich and the coaching work she is so passionate about, visit maryaldrichcoaching.com. 
And by the way, what one next step are you taking today? <laughs>